Five, four, three, two, one. We're in the pipe. Five by five. This is the Five on Film podcast. Hello and welcome to Five on Film, the podcast where we try and break down the top five in the world of film. I'm your host, Paul, and joining me this evening are John. Hello. Chris. Buongiorno. Uh, regular contributor and new Five on Film regular, Tony. Da-dum. Da-dum, da-dum, da-dum. <laughs> and um, our guest for this week's podcast, returning guest, he was our first guest on our very first podcast. We are... Back after a short hiatus, um, welcome Rob. Oh, nice to have you with us, Rob. Um, quick breakdown of how the show works. Um, we've each gone off and we've made uh, we found a topic which our guest this week, Rob, has decided, and we've each made individual lists. Um, these have been collated uh, to create the show's top five, and we're going to break each one of them down for you. Hopefully, giving you um, some films to check out. Um, this week's topic was chosen by Rob. Um, Rob, what are we talking about and why? Uh, basically, I am a big fan of music and I decided, well, a big fan of films as well. I thought I'd combine the two by coming up with our favourite um, music scores of films. Excellent, excellent. So it's the first one for us. We haven't really dived into... Um, anything other than the film itself before. So it's nice to uh, go for a different topic. So um, I'm gonna start, Rob, with your number five pick for the fifth best film score. Okie dokie. Well, I couldn't have a, my list without at least one by this genius of composer. And it's um, E.T. and the music compo composed by John Williams. Now, could Amazing. Have been, could have easily and Sorry, you John Williams. <laughs> <laughs> not the other John Williams, not the um the classical <laughs> equally brilliant, equally a genius, but um yeah, he I mean he's just a genius, isn't he? I mean, he's come up with endless amounts of beautiful music scores of so many good films. And like I say, could have easily had a whole top five list with just John Williams, but I decided yeah. I'd be brutal and only pick one separate composer for each so only one they only appear once in my list nice nice so so i pinned it down it could have easily been star wars could have easily been schindler's list close encounters of the third kind uh indiana jones etc 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 so many but i decided on et just because i love the film as well and i think the music just really enhances the beauty of the film you know the wondrous fantasy of you know childhood because I watched it when I was a kid. Um, and it's just, a, yeah, just gorgeous music throughout. And it is. The, the film without the music, I think that's the, you know, it really highlights the importance of, you know, the importance of music to help further a film along. You know, without the, without the music, the score of this film, it wouldn't be nowhere near as good. No, no. Same with so many films. Um, I'm going to go... We're gonna we're gonna roll on quickly because we uh it's a new format. So Rob, go straight to your number four pick. Straight, straight to number four. Uh Blade uh, Run. Again by another genius, Vangelis. 
again, love the film, brilliant film. And the music is just gorgeous. And I've got the soundtrack as well. I've got the soundtrack on CD. I've subsequently got it on vinyl. And it's just beautiful music. And it's just very ethereal and atmospheric. And, yeah, gorgeous piece of music. It is. It is. And it, it... Should our audience be checking out Blade Runner as a film? What 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 connects the music to the to the film and the quality of the film? Um, yes, yeah, definitely check out the film, and it was sort of way ahead of its time. I think superb That's film. Um, I mean, it could have easily been a dud dud film that I could have chosen with this music because it's just excellent music, but it just really captures the whole futuristic. Um, what's the word I'm thinking of, sort of um, almost depressing in a way, but a very atmospheric, but almost in um, optimistic in some ways and vacuous and um, dystopian. It was just, yeah, just gorgeous. Amazing. And uh... I'll see the film, check out the film and also listen to the music as well. Check it out on Spotify or buy the album, whatever, because it's just brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant. It is. It yeah. is. And then um, this is a, a, a pick that you're going to have to you're going to have to explain, I think, to a lot of people, Rob. So your number three pick, go for it. My number three pick was I'm just getting my notes up here, was a film that probably not a lot of people have heard of. But it's um, it's a gorgeous uh, British film um, from 1985 called Restless Natives. And basically what it is, it's about two disaffected youths who um, based in Edinburgh and they go out dressed as a clown and a wolf man and it's comedy and they go and hijack um, or hold up tourist buses in the um, Scottish Highlands armed with a, uh, a plastic gun, a toy gun with um, sneezing powder in. And the music was composed by the late great Stuart Adamson, who's sadly no longer with us. Uh, he was a member of a band called Big Country you may have heard of. And uh, yeah, the music is just excellent. And again, you can buy the music separately. Um, I think it's available on a couple of their EPs. It'll probably be on Spotify. I think it's on the extended um, edition of their album, The Seer, that came out around about the same time. And definitely check out the film. It's really funny. It's really good. It's a very charming film. Is it available on any streaming sites at the moment? Uh, uh, I believe so, yeah. I, I've had a look and you can rent it on Prime, on Sky and on Apple. Um, it's, so it's not available free, but you can rent it on all of those services. So um, it's a great film. Yes. Well, guys, um, Chris, you, you were there. What do you th None of Rob's bottom three appeared on any of our lists, anybody else's lists. So what say you of his uh, bottom three? Um, I, I love Blade Runner. Um, I think it's a great film. And um, Pairing Vangelis uh, with the film uh, was a, a really good idea and it, it worked very well. Um, much like um, Daft Punk and Tron um, yeah, thir yeah, 30 years later. Mm. Um, uh, and yeah, it's, <clears throat> you, you can't, yeah, I can't think of the film uh, without the score. Um, and uh, yeah, just a great pairing. Uh, I am ashamed to say I've never heard of uh, Rob's number three pick, um, and that's you know uh, 
coming from someone who's watched all the obscure Scottish films uh, from from the 80s. What what year was it, Rob? Uh, 1985, I think. 85, okay. It sounds like something that I should have seen on STV late at night, on on a Saturday night. Um, And uh, what was your number five? E.T. E.T., of course, of course. So um, E.T., uh, I mean, John Williams is going to get mentioned a lot in this, um, I'm sure. He, he features in my in my five. Um, I, I, I I struggled to to rank John Williams films um, for this because he's just he's his quality is so uh, good and there's there's very few misses with his scores. Um, so E.T. could easily have swapped in for one of mine. Um, yeah, so it's a very good choice. Nice. John, anything to add to uh, Rob's bottom three there? Have you heard of Restless Natives? No, I haven't heard of Restless Natives, um, but I have to have to say my, the 80s are a, a bit of a, uh, a, dark, a dark hole for me for uh, uh, independent cinema, so um something I'll, something I'll have to catch up i'll have to catch up on at some point i tended to watch a lot of the stuff that was on uh Ch- channel four late night and obviously i've missed this one so yeah. they uh, I, i've got to be honest john I, I thought i thought the blade runner might feature on your list i know you don't like the film as much but i thought the music may be there no no actually i, I love i love the film i've got the steel i've got the steel book set with the okay. uh, different versions in nice uh, and, the it, little, and the little car uh, no, I, I've got. I, it's got the film, film still, and it's got the documentary and everything in it. But it's, nice. even, got, it's even got the um, the uh, pre-cut as well. Um, but it, but the thing about it is, I can put it on and I can get lost in it. Um, but it, I. I don't know. I don't know why it's not made it. I mean, it's de- it, it could be. It's definitely it could definitely be one of my top ten. But because this is so so fine this is so small a window and such a large subject it just didn't quite make it there we go and tony anything to add um yeah blade runner was in my top 25 uh et wasn't but i could definitely see why both would be in anyone's top five yeah i mean the maestro that is john williams you know his range and breadth of scores is uh well unmatched really isn't it i mean he's going to yeah. go down in movie history really wish he had a crack at a james bond film i think <laughs> yeah. yeah seeing what yeah. he could do with that yeah, yeah. Um, but i think um i haven't I, I haven't seen rob's number three either but i will check it out yes. um, but i guess a bit like uh, as we work in telly you know you can tell a story with sound and no pictures um, I think it works in film. A great film score evokes the film, even if you can't see the, the the vision. So yes, um, yes, definitely those those two that I've seen, I would say, could make anyone's top five. Indeed. Um, well, as we're rolling on quick and fast, John, uh, we're going five, four, and three for you as well. So, John, what's your number five? Well, um, I'm. There was going to be a superhero on uh, score on here somewhere. Um, I didn't go for the really obvious one. Um, I went for his. I went for his second better one, which is the one he went for the run-up. Danny Elfman when he did Spider-Man. 
um, for Toby Maguire. And uh, I had the I had the the soundtrack with all the different um, uh, rock tracks on with all the different I, singles. I did as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to think Batman Returns. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Batman Returns is also really good, but there is something about the Spider-Man one which just feels a bit more mature, and it it feels like he kind of hit hit the ground running with the spider with the Spider-Man one. Um, that number Danny four. Elfman. Danny Elfman. That was Danny Elfman. Um, my number four big big silver robot of a of movie score, Terminator Two by Brad Friedel. Um, his, orig his original, you can hear all the elements from his original score for Terminator, but he just cleaned it up and it just sounds so much better and fresher. And you just get the ominous presence of the T of the T eight hundred and the T one thousand. You can feel you can feel the driving energy in it. Um, uh, so yeah, and it, also it's one that it's one that I half inched off my mate. Uh, Back back in the late eighties, early nineties, uh, because he had a copy, and it, it was just one of those. You listen to death, listen to it to death. Um, and my number three, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Now it, that it is such a goth, heavy gothic. You you just you can feel you can feel it, and it it just perfectly pairs with the film. In in su it's such a visually inventive and heavy and tricksy and then the music just adds this whole new level and it, take, it takes you all the way from the um horror all the way through to the love and it and it just it it's and it strikes it just struck me as something hugely different you don't get that that often anymore and people have tried to do it since and i don't think they've actually done done it any justice okay so um Number five was Spider-Man, which anybody who's got Sky on our TV can check out for free. Uh, the same with Terminator 2. Um, Terminator 2, I will have to say, John, was my number six. Um, very, very, very close to making my list. Um, I love that the metal clanging in the um, score um, gets louder and louder as the score goes on, as the Terminator's going to die eventually. Spoiler alert! If anybody hasn't seen the end of Terminator Two, um, so yeah, um, I, I love I love that that's in it. Um, and then Bram Stoker's Dracula, which isn't free anywhere, but you can rent it on the standard platforms, Amazon, Apple, or Sky. Um, Rob, what say you of John's bottom three there? I love all three of those films, <laughs> particularly Terminator Two. Um, totally agree with the you know the use of atmosphere and the the sinister. Oh my God, the the, the Terminators around kind of vibe. Um, I need to revisit the the other two films to really get a feel for what the um, for the music scores. To be honest, so but um, but yeah, I love all the three films. Great great choices. Excellent, Chris. Uh, anything to add on John's bottom three picks? There, uh, I totally agree on uh, Terminator Two. It's one of my favourite films. Um, and uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula, great, great show. Didn't even think about that one. Um, and yeah, John made some very good points with that. Um, it, it kind of harked, it felt to me like he, um, the composer was harking back to the um, sort of hammer horror. Well, no, in fact, even earlier. So sort of the, mm. 
universal monster era um, yeah. of, of scores. And um, yeah, uh, good choices. Tony? I'm just going to try to pronounce his name. But uh, I think his name is Wojciech Kilar. Okay. Wow. He's Polish, so I probably butcher that in so many different ways. But <laughs> I was working uh, with uh, Kate yesterday, and she said Dracula was one of her favourite scores. And oh wow! Um, she pronounced her, uh, the composer's name better than you, I'm afraid, John. <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely agree with Terminator 2. Um, that was in my top 25. It's, you know, uh, love the score. I would, it definitely improves upon the first one, which was excellent anyway. I think the theme tune of Terminator 2, it kind of almost adds the sadness to the apocalypse when the, you, you know, flames of the nuclear blaster going over schoolyards and, and things like that. Um, but you still kind of got the, you know, the threat of the Terminator in there. It's a, it's a very, it, people may not think it's nuanced, but it, I think there is nuance in there. Um, and it was it for the original Spider-Man film. Yes. Yeah, Tobey Maguire's, yeah. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen it in a while. I, I mean, I loved the, the first two films of Tobey Maguire. Um, and I remember it being a good score, but I couldn't really say more than that. And Dracula, I've only ever seen once. I wasn't a massive fan at the time, but maybe I should check it out again. I, I, I think Dracula's worth a rewatch. Um, Keanu is, it's not the best Keanu performance, but. Um, We're about yeah, Michael Bellucci then. Gary Oldman and uh, Winona Ryder hold up very well. So, yes. Um, we're rolling on, and it's just one pick from you, Chris, and it's your number four, not your number five. So, what's at number four, Chris? So for number four for me uh, is Titanic um, by James Horner. Um, he got the gig uh, with James Cameron off the back of his success on Braveheart, which I would give an honourable mention to. I was umming and eyeing between Braveheart and Titanic. Titanic just picked it for me. Um, it's it's a beautiful score. It, uh, it just captures all of the magnificence um, and the the danger and uh, the the romance uh, that the film evokes, um, and you can't you can't think of the any of the scenes I don't think in the film without the the music. And of course, James is responsible for the, the song he wrote as well. That song. <laughs> he wrote mm. the song. Um, it's yeah, it's uh, it's fantastic. I. Um, uh, yeah, I can't uh, carry on. Yeah. I, I didn't think we could mention the songs. It was scores only, not songs. Well, yeah, but he yeah, did but write the, the, the theme. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did write the song. He did. And, so you, you do know the story about how he did that song, how he sure. presented that song, don't you? No. Right. Well, apparent, apparently, he was sitting there. He was playing the score for James Cameron, and then all of a sudden, so it gets to the end and everything, and Celine Dion walks onto the stage and just starts singing it. Because James Cameron didn't want a song. So, and, and he just started singing it. He got to the end, he went, you cheat. Yeah. <laughs> okay, there you go, there you go. Rob, anything on Titanic? Uh, anybody can watch it on Disney Plus for free, by the way. So, um, if they haven't seen Titanic. But, uh, Rob? I really love uh, Titanic. Spoiler, it sinks. <laughs> 
it's a great it's an excellent film I, I really like it i mean yeah and the music is just gorgeous so it's great it choice yeah very very good choice tony am i the only one that is not a massive fan of titanic i, I mean i think it has its place i i, I commend it on uh on it's a perfectly doing... serviceable film with yeah. and i can see why people adore it um it is serviceable <laughs> you know it's it's a james cameron film you know yeah. written all over it but i i it just was it's never been my cup of tea and yeah. i think james horner has done much better scores aliens star trek 2 star trek 3 for example much better than the titanic okay well um and he was taken before his time yes so Tony, uh, we're on to you, and we're just getting two from you. Your number five and your number four, and uh, I don't know. You, you're going to be shocked because your number five hasn't appeared on any of our lists apart from yours. Okay, well, I'm very disappointed <laughs> in you all. <laughs> um, so I, yeah, this has definitely been. I think this has been the hardest podcast for me to choose um, my top five. Sorry just, about that. Yeah, that's <laughs> all right, mate. You're cursing me. The thing is, it's like you, you and Chris have mm. gone with, you know, you're only going to have one composer. Mm. I think that's totally legitimate way, and that's what I did originally. Mm. And I spoke to John, and he was more from like what it meant to you in a more emotional standpoint. Mm. And then I was when I was on the tube going to the hospital this morning. I was like. I can't make my mind up, so I'm going to go with what they meant to me as a kid. <laughs> that, that was my determination. Because if I'd gone your way, it would be very... I'd st My top one would still be the same, but there would be... Uh, some films wouldn't be in there. Hmm. Because I would have not selected John Williams and my number five Jaws. <laughs> nice. <laughs> as, uh, as a selection. But... Um, I mean, Jaws is iconic. It is, you know, Jaws was the summer, created the summer blockbuster and it has a score to match it. You can't tell me that even if you haven't seen the film, da -dum, da -dum, everyone knows what film it's from and it invokes, it would invoke uh, fear in children if even if they hadn't seen it. Yes. Jaws also has, you know, um, quiet and tender um, parts to its score and almost uh, comedy bits when dealing with Quint and you know the um and the harpoon in the shark with the um plastic with the barrels like, yeah plastic barrels uh going away um my number four is aliens um and james horner um again um i feel i mean <laughs> aliens is a big loud gross <laughs> horror action film but it also has tender moments such as Ripley and Newt, you know, um, kind of surrogate mother-daughter relationship. And I think James, um, James Horner navigates that almost as masterfully as James uh, John Williams does. But also the, the final bombastic, you know, um, airlock <laughs> opening, blowing the Queen alien out into space, you know, you, that, that gets your adrenaline pumping every time when I see it. <laughs> you just hear it, let alone see it. Um, and again, I feel both 
as I do my all, all my top five, they they tell a story without pictures. Yes, yes. Really um, I, I'm just going to let everybody know that if you haven't seen either of those films, and I'm not sure how how you haven't, you can watch uh, Jaws on Netflix, or you can watch it on Sky, and you can watch Aliens on Disney Plus. Um, which oh, yeah. doesn't, doesn't sound right, but you can. Never <laughs> sounded right, has it? <laughs> I, I, well, one thing I'd like to add, the, the, the soundtracks to my, my childhood, which I know is a bit strange for Aliens, but I watched it when I was 12. So, yes. <laughs> you know, I have deep affection for both films. I watched Jaws when I was about four or five with my auntie on TV. You know, scared the shit out of me. We're allowed to swear on this, right? Yeah. Um, but i loved it because it it was like um you know a roller coaster ride indeed um john what say you of these two um the good perfectly serviceable scores um the thing thing is they 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 add to the environment and they, they don't detract from the story and actually sometimes sometimes that's the hardest part about choosing your favorite score is that your favorite score sometimes disappears into the background because yeah. it is yeah. that's so much part of the film so yeah. with alien so you've got big bombastic um nuclear power station blowing up and you've got a you've got the uh the um the base the base line in the background um sorry what was your number five jaws as as, um jack black um says in the holiday you've got you got you got a bad guy in two notes yes Uh, yes and and was the shark he created the shark he did yeah yeah. so and apparently spielberg hated it as well at first he didn't he thought he thought john williams was taking the piss Uh, yeah there you go um, Chris, anything on those two picks? I know Aliens is one of your favourite films. Aliens is my favourite film. Yeah, um, it's a great score. Uh, I just felt um, there were better James Horner scores. Uh, and with Jaws, I I feel as as great as the film is and and the score is. I feel that. That's probably for me one of John Williams' weakest of his big scores, if that makes sense. Um, or, no, or it doesn't one, make sense. One note, <laughs> uh, two notes, two notes, two um, notes. Yes. Uh, and for me, the 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 memory I have of that score that 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 stands out is going on the Jaws the Ride at Universal. So you you're standing in line in uh, Amityville. Uh, yeah. Amity yeah. uh, Island, yeah. and then they're playing the Amity Island theme whilst you're queuing to get onto the ride. Um, so I always remember that. Uh, yeah. Rob, anything to add? I know you only picked one, John Williams, but um, Jaws must have been in contention. Oh, certainly, yeah. I mean, as Tony correctly said, it's kind of like the it, it's the ultimate leitmotif, isn't it? The do do do. Everyone knows it. It's you know the ultimate of sinister. You know that the shark's there before you can see him, before you can see it. So, um, yeah, superb. Love that film. Classic. It's almost a little bit, in many ways, a bit like the, the psycho shower scene, because that, yeah. that can't be many notes either, is it? It's yeah, kind of no, like, yeah. well, it indicates the uh, bad guy, doesn't it? <laughs> it exactly. does. Yeah, yeah. Or bad yeah. woman in Psycho's case. Yes. Yes. You're, you're, you're hearing the baddie before you can see them. It's, um, yeah. it's great. It's a great sort of... Uh, Anytime you hear that, it 
Y- yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, and Aliens, yeah. I-, I love all the Aliens movies anyway. And um, yeah, great choice. I mean, the music is fantastic. And I'm not, you know, I haven't seen it for a while, so I'm going to have to rewatch that again. Yeah, I, I, it's weird because I don't I, like now. I don't. It's not like there's an iconic alien score, but mm. I feel like it. It just blended so well. Not, well, not, I'd not say alien. When, aliens are definitely iconic. I mean, Alien Three's got a really good score as well, even though I hate the film. What I mean is, in the in that when you say George, you think of that piece of music, and Aliens doesn't evoke the same sort of thing. Um, it, it is what I mean. Um, not saying that the score isn't important to the movie, but just yet yeah, it isn't the same um, same recognition factor as yours. Yeah. That's that's all I mean. So yeah, um, nice one. Um, we're round to my number five, which is also Chris's number four. So um, I'm going to lead off with that, and then Chris, you can add. Um, and I went with uh, a Hans Zimmer score, which was also in. Comp- collaboration with Klaus Bedit, Bedlit, I can't, okay. yeah, Ballot, yeah, that's my to pronounce it, she's German. Yes, so, um, <laughs> um, and that is the score for Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl, um, it's a, just a piece of music that I think um, is as important to the movie, like, as good as the film itself, it evokes um, being a pirate, um, there's like massive crescendos filling out all the way through it. Um, it. You feel like you are a pirate. It was a movie, there hadn't been any pirate movies that have been successful for years. And this movie came out of nowhere and everybody went and saw it. And anybody who hears that bit of music, I think just thinks swashbuckling pirate adventure, instantly thinking of Captain Jack Sparrow. Um, I think Hans Zimmer it was there was a lot of other composers that worked on it and I would say that all of them kind of pirated off of Hans Zimmer who um came up with this yeah I thought that was quite good Uh (laughs) (laughs) Um, off this uh the the the, the iconic piece so um for me um Pirates of the Caribbean is my number four and it was Chris's number five Chris uh yeah I totally agree um it's great score uh and you yeah you just need to hum a few a few of the notes and it just brings you right right into it um i uh i often play some pirates of the caribbean uh with my son and we always put the music on um to do it and it yeah it's it's great fun it is great score. It is. uh rob pirates yeah i love all those films I need to, again, I need to revisit because I haven't seen them for a while. So I need to revisit this movie just to... It's on Disney Plus. You know, get to listen to the music and we really appreciate the music again. Uh, But yeah, great choice. John? Um, Yeah. To be fair, my my friend does an awful lot of uh, tabletop role-play games, kind of like Dungeons & Dragons, things like that. Um, and he has a stack of music that he uses for atmosphere. This is one. This is one of them. Dracula is another one. Depending on the thing, and I think that's the main thing. It's not. It's not just a. It's not just a one movie thing. It's an atmosphere. You feel like a pirate. You feel like you're a swashbuckler yeah. on the on. The, and, it, and it it works very well. Um, so yeah. And Tony pirates. 
Uh, like the films, um, particularly the first one, uh, thought the score was great. Amazed that you've put it in your top five. I don't think yeah. it's worthy of that. Or top okay. ten. I think there okay. are so many better scores out there than uh, and, uh, great, I, I th- but it's definitely... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's made it into two two lists, and well, I mean, um, you're clearly both wrong. But <laughs> <laughs> well, th- th- this is I I I don't think uh, uh, people can uh, agree or disagree. I would say that the most famous movie composer is John Williams, and I would say the second most famous, generally speaking, movie composer is Hans Zimmer. I don't know where I, I think Co- I feel like contemporary. That's... I would say yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, currently, overall maybe. Uh, Sorry, go on, Paul. Yeah, cur- yeah, currently working. Sorry, I mean, yeah. If somebody was asking, like, you were going to see film composers in concert now, um, I think John Williams would be number one, and Hans Zimmer would probably be number two. This is the only Hans Zimmer score to make any of our lists. See, I think he's done some. Oh, it is a great, so, it is a great score. It is a great score. So, um, so yeah. So that that was. I was just observing on that. That um, yeah, considering considering. Um, where he would land potentially um yeah so um rob we're back round to you and you're you're number two mate my number two which uh, my memory serves me right was i could have chosen a num any one of the films about 25 movies genius again another genius and and i don't want to use that term loosely but this guy is a genius beautiful music um in a whole variety of films including this this range of films he did but i pinned it down to uh moonraker john barry um yeah just throughout the whole film there's just sort of very great atmospheric elements to the film, particularly the flight into space, that bit of music. And it's quite a lengthy piece of music. It's quite a lengthy scene where James Bond and Holly Goodhead, and I still can't say that without a smirk on my face, but they got away with that. But Holly Goodhead going to space and their realisation that, well, their wonder of being, oh my goodness, we're in space. And then suddenly discovering Drax's space station and what's you know what his whole plot was there was a kind of like a you know animals going two by two it's a, a noah's ark sort of type type of operation um but other other scenes of the film that uh again incorporate you know just glorious music um and of course the continuing sort of light motif of the the james bond theme that's sort of used throughout all of the james bond um films yeah, I mean, plus, uh, the, I, plus the theme by you know Shirley Bassey theme as well. I, I was, I was, I was shocked that you were the only person to pick a James Bond movie in their top five. Um, the piece of music um, playing over the gun barrel scene is 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 iconic. It's up there with the Jaws. Monty mm. um, Norman. Yeah. So. Um, and you're the only one who picked any Bond movie, Rob, uh, in their top five. Um, um, I had I had one in my original list. Okay, okay. Moonraker was it not? It was. It wasn't Moonraker. It was just merely James Bond. So yes. I would have had to have narrowed down my favourite from the twenty-five that are plus that there are. There are. Yeah. That, Chris, I, I, I that's that, that's exactly why I don't have one in my list because it's too 
it's too big to to narrow it down. Unfortunately, there are some brilliant scores in several of the films. Oh, there um, are many, and and it just yeah to try and narrow that down just. There we go. Um, I know John had one at number six. Um, it wasn't Moonraker. It's the one that nobody else would like. It's the Eric Sarah. Eye of the day. Sarah's um, Goldeneye. Oh, that yes, Goldeneye that is a good one. Actually. Yeah, it's yeah. a good one. Yeah, I think that one just really suited the themes of the film and the Russian, the falling of the Russian of the Soviet Union, and mm. and, and just the huge industrial. Um, elect electronic nature of the music just really, really found, found its place for me. A lot of people oh. stated that when it came out, you know, the score for that. Oh, come on. They, they, they wrote the bank chase because that is not an XR, that's not an XR piece of music. That is actually a, uh, I can't remember the composer's name, but he was drafted in kind of like the last minute to write a piece of music for the tank chase. And that is that is almost the most traditional piece of Bond music in that film, um, but it it works. And I, I yeah, in, in general, I I, I like Eric, I like Eric Serra's work. So that's that's one I that's well, the one I gravitated I, to. I, I had one on my short list, and I just went with number one. I'm afraid, Rob, I'd, I put Doctor No if I was going to pick one. Um, I went all the way back to the beginning, but um, the one that's made it onto the show um, and the recommendation from Rob for their music alongside the film is Moonraker. In at number two from Rob. Um, Tony, we're to you and your number two. My number two, so we're bypassing three. Oh wait, hang on. yes, you are bypassing three, yes, because it, it, it ties up with other people. Okay, so, uh, my yes. number two is another John Williams score and it's Raiders of the Lost Ark. Excellent um, um, my top three are all franchises and they're all the original <laughs> films of both franchises. Um, originally, yes, my number three and number two weren't in the list because I was going with only one John Williams score. Um, and Jaws wasn't in it <laughs> either. Um, and so uh, anyway, I'm uh, blathering on. Um Yes, 1930s kind of B-movie classic. It's written all over Raids of the Lost Ark. Great, it is. instantly recognisable. Um, you know, the Raiders March is Indy's theme. Right. Tells you who the character is um, and would be a lesser film without it. Um, and I chose the first one because obviously that influences the music of all the others. That come after it, which also contain equally equally great music, but I couldn't pick them all. So, no. it's the the parent of uh, of other greatness. It is it is. I I had Raiders in my list and I took it out, um, Tony. Um, so it was very close to making my list. And yeah, it is the music with the other chains. Um, Chris, what do you think of uh, Raiders? It didn't make it. It didn't, um, and I'm like you, I had it in my list and then I took it out because uh, I, I feel there are two stronger John Williams scores um, over that one. So. There we go. John, Raiders? Um, I, this, this, is my, this is my point when I came to this. There are 
huge bits of music which everybody knows and everybody knows the the Ra the raid the raiders march everybody knows um uh pi the pirates of the caribbean the main suite but actually when you try when all the pieces of the music come together sometimes the scores don't actually fit with the mate with the major piece so it, there for me, for me though, Ra Raiders, it's good. It's a good John Williams. It's a strong John Williams. It just, it wasn't quite my top five. And Rob, anything to add on Raiders? I mean, it's Raiders. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, it's again one of my favourite films ever. It's just, just perfect film, brilliant, so entertaining, and the music is excellent. And it, and yeah, it just was just outside my top five. So yeah, great choice. Anybody who hasn't seen it, um, it is on Disney Plus and it's there. Um, John, I'm really sorry, mate. This is your number two. And I'm going to tell you that I have never seen this movie and I know it's your favourite film. So <laughs> go for it, John. Okay. So quick, quick, quick um, you're not that far off. Um, it came out around about the same time as the Care Bears movie. Oh, is it Care Bears yes. movie too? Uh, <laughs> no, this is um, this uh, film is the last Starfighter. Oh, now I've never seen it. Wow. No, neither have I. No, I saw this. I saw this film uh, back in 1984. And uh, um, I was on holiday in a French. Uh, French campsite in the south of France, and they had this really uh, canvas tent of a of a cinema, uh, and they showed they showed this uh, a couple of nights in a row, and I went to see it three three different times. This this I have a better relationship with this with Star than Star Wars, and actually. The, the the theme the theme the music very 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 similar the same beats but this this was very this is um a kid plays a, an arcade game beats it gets picked up and taken to an alien planet to actually go and fly, fly in a real combat spaceship um for uh, against the bad guys and that and that it kind of caught my it caught my really caught my imagination as someone in sci-fi. Not only that, it's one of the first films to actually use fully CGI for special effects for the space for the spaceship fights and things like that. So it has it kind of has its place in film history as well. But but it's it's just a, a lovely. Um, kids fantasy film of being able to <laughs> oh, a fantasy film of um what would happen if you got really good at really good at your uh, computer game now add to that you got uh, craig saffron's um music and it's got all it it's got all the um rises and falls it's got the romance it's got and it's got the it's got the most cheesiest part in the entire film, and it's got this beautiful and this music ramps up just to the point, and then it, I, I, it just, um, this is like I say, this is one of my childhood uh, movie soundtracks, 
choices. I I need to watch this film. I feel like I uh, I should watch this film. It is available to rent on Amazon and Apple and Sky. I know Tony hasn't seen it. Uh, Rob, The Last Starfighter, does it mean anything to you? I, I think I did see it way back when I was a kid. Um, it, it does ring ring a vague bell, but my yeah my memory is not what it was. So no. I need to revisit it. And um, but yeah, I seem to vaguely yeah vaguely sort of recall that I seemed to really enjoy it when I was a kid. Chris, so, Chris, do our audience need to watch Yeah, and, and you know, obviously, you know, listen out for the uh, for the score, listen out for the music. So it's very much of its time, mm. um, and it's it's a good nineteen eighties arcade film uh well, I, love I, remember, yeah. I remember the film i don't remember the score okay okay yeah as a 1980s film i think it's aged an awful lot better than some 1980s films so um, yeah true. <laughs> right um we're round to me um i believe yeah um and we're going to my number two pick. Um, I, I, I was, I, I was shocked that this wasn't on anybody's list. Um, and it's the first film in a trilogy of movies, the greatest movie trilogy ever made. Um, <laughs> it's the Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring um, is my number two. Um, there are so many brilliant pieces of music all across the entire trilogy. Um, but I think that the first one sets the tone for the music across all of this. Um, there's uh, some be a beautiful little tune called um, The Innocence of the Hobbits, um, and that, that kind of shows them in the Shire. Um, there's the Black Rider theme, which is much darker. Um, and then there's the, the theme, the theme that is the theme of the Lord of the Rings, um, which is, uh, let me. I, I'm going to go to my notes, um, which is the the bridge of Kazadun. Um, you first time you hear it, but um, it's that that classic march of all of them um, that ran all the way through the trilogy of the movies. Um, Howard Shaw was brilliant in this piece of music. Um, it, it added to all of these films, and I think he set the tone beautifully with the Fellowship. Um, Rob. Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah, I, I, I haven't seen the films. But I've seen obviously seen all the films, but I haven't seen them for years, and I love them. Uh, Music-wise, I do. Uh, yeah, definitely struck a chord with me. Remember the music being gorgeous and really beautiful. Um, but yeah, I definitely need to revisit and, and again enjoy the music for for you know what how much it enhances um, three great films. It is. Um, Tony, I know, I know you were disappointed that this was the uh, number one trilogy that we uh, we had, I'm afraid, but uh, music-wise... Um... I mean, it was wrong. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I love the films. Um, yes. And, yeah, fantastic music. They were in my... In, would be in my top 25. Okay. But, um, I'm not sure it would quite get to my top 10. Okay. It made it all the way to number two for me. Um, Chris, if this was number eight for me, okay. uh, just just outside, yeah, um, yeah, great couple of pieces, uh, very recognisable music that they carried on throughout the trilogy, um, yeah, and, and like you say, it sets up the the themes and uh, and and the 
characterization very well. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's almost like a more thought out Star Wars, isn't it, in that regard? <laughs> planned all the themes kind of before and they, they continue over. Um, well, I feel generally Star Wars music's better. Although yeah. that doesn't take away from how it's all They were great scores. Yeah, they were. John, anything to add on the, the rings, especially the first film? No, I I think it, I, they they are they are lovely pieces of music. I think I, I just my my tastes yesterday when I made my list did not include this. Okay, okay, um, we're all the way round, Rob. We're back to you, and you get to lead off with your number one now. Um, so number what one, is right. what is your greatest film score going? Okie dokie. Well, again, it's a series of films but I pinned it down to the very, very first of the five films, I think it is, five in total, if I'm, my memory serves me right. Four or five, I'm not sure, but yes, yeah, yeah, someone, remember, someone but, will tell us. Um, but it's uh, Dirty Harry, sorry, oh. and the music <laughs> by Leila Schifrin. Um, yeah, excellent music scores. Uh, I just love the way he's sort of utilised music of the time. You know, very, very, lots of funk, lots of jazz. It really sort of seems to encapsulate 1970s San Francisco. Um, yeah, wonderful use of sort of light motifs for both um, Harry Callahan, the main character, and also in in the first film, the Scorpio, who's the who's the bad guy. You know, very. Pardon me. Andrew Robinson. Uh, Andrew Robinson. Yes. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliantly creepy, and and yeah, kind of you get that real. You, you whenever he's on screen, or or yeah, there's that kind of sinister music to to you know enhance the creepiness around him. But um, yeah, excellent music. I mean, again, you can buy the um, you can buy the albums, or you can download them uh, by Lalo Lalo Schifrin, who's just some. He's done a great amount of uh, music scores. Bullet is another choice that just outside my top five um but great films as well particularly the first film dirty harry indeed anything to add on dirty harry uh john um to be fair um dirty harry is not the one that i remember of L uh Schifrin. um i remember uh bullet and um i remember mission impossible mm, okay. so um yeah so yeah Okay, Tony. Um, I love Dirty Harry, the original and the other films, but Dirty Harry particularly. And this score was written on my list as part of my top 25, as was Howard Shaw, as was one of the other, uh, Blade Runner. So it, it, it was in definitely in my thoughts when considering yeah. my top five. Chris? Uh, I think Dirty Harry is a great show, Rob. Um, it's a great film and a, a really good score. And... Um, yeah, just as soon as you mentioned it, I didn't even think about it, actually, when I was compiling my list. But as soon as you mentioned it, it just popped right into my head, um, that that main theme. And uh, particularly when they're on the school bus and, oh, yeah. uh, they're, they're, you know, he's kidnapped the kids. Um, and, uh, yeah, that chase up to the, uh, the, was that a baseball stadium or a football stadium? I can't remember. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, great, great show. Really good. Excellent. Um, right. We've got four more movies to discuss. 
Um, and <laughs> oh, really, four more. That is it. Ten minutes to do it. Ten minutes to do it. Um, uh, ten and, minutes and thirty seconds. <laughs> and uh, my number one is going to roll off next because it's not none of nobody else's picks. Um, it is that man himself. It is John Williams, and it's number one because. I think that there are two outstanding pieces of music in this film. It is Steven Spielberg's greatest film. It is Jurassic Park. I oh. think is the greatest score uh, of all time because it has those two bits of wondrous music. The the um, large orchestral bit of um, them arriving into Ilanupa. I can't I can't pronounce that correctly. Um, and then. The moment of them seeing the dinosaurs themselves, um, where you had the moment of seeing the Brachiosaurus and you had the piece of music along with the imagery, along with the line. Um, they all just melded together so perfectly. And without each one of those bits, I don't think that seeing those dinosaurs would have had that bit of wondering. Um, I think that this piece of music works better than any other piece of music when evoking the feel of the movie. So that's why I think it's John Williams' greatest score and I think it's the greatest score going. Tony? Um, <laughs> the score was in my top 25 because I think it's a yeah brilliant piece of music. Wouldn't I mean, clearly didn't make my top five and it would probably just, just outside my top 10, I think, realistically. Fantastic music very evocative of the you know story that it's um assisting i guess you would say um but i don't think it's john williams greatest score by a long way <laughs> I, I mean i know like i know fifth, fifth fifth greatest score maybe okay okay rob dress park love the film love the music but i agree with tony it's not it's not john williams greatest score he's, he's done better okay. John? I think the two together help each other. Yes. Yeah. So I think, as Rob's just said, film and music together, quite quite, uh, quite unstoppable. But, yeah. yeah. And Chris, dress part. Uh, it's a great film and a great score, but the reason it didn't make my top five, I was deliberating over this again. Uh, it, it, for me, it's better than Jaws, but I think... There's two very um, identifiable Obvious. pieces yeah. within the score, but then the rest, like I'm trying to think, okay, I, you know, thinking about Raiders Lost Art, yeah, there's loads, loads of bits that I remember, and you, you could think about any part in the film, and you could think about the score, but with Jurassic Park, I kind of, it's like, okay, what, what music was playing when the Raptors were attacking them in the, and you just. Yeah, so that for me, that's why it didn't make um, the top five. Yeah. Um, so we are on to our final three films to chat about. And these ones have got massive crossover across our lists. Um, and Chris, you're leading off with your number three, Tony's number three, and my number five. So, Chris, what's your number three? Party! Um, <laughs> it's Back to the Future. Uh, it's <laughs> such a good score. Um, it's it's an orchestral masterpiece. Um, the the main theme is just instantly recognisable. Uh, and the the amazing thing about it is it's only forty five minutes long. Um, if you just put it all together, 
Uh, it doesn't come in for like 20 minutes within the film, but it's just, it's iconic. Um, every theme is identifiable, Marty's docks. Uh, and then the set, it just adds so much to the set pieces. Um, that sort of counting down and the, the, um, the tense um, sort of time pressure of it, uh, it just all works so well. It's Alan Silvestri's best score. I love it. It is, it is Tony. Number three for you as well. I'm not sure I can put it any better than Chris has, but um, <laughs> it is, um, as with um, all my top five, you know, um, the soundtrack, the score, I guess you would say, to my childhood. So I have very fond memories of it. And it's, um, again, I put it as number three and the original because you, you uh, because there's another two films, you know, you need this first to have the other other scores that in and in certain elements are as good as this one. So yeah. it's it's the parent of you know a franchise. Yeah, it is Alan Silvestri's best score. I I do love the Avengers thing, but um, that's the Marvel fan in me. Um, so Rob, uh, Back to the Future. Yeah, love the film, love the music, and like Tony, it's just pure childhood nostalgia for me so yeah excellent choice john anything to add uh, i love the uh back to the future three variation western variation on it oh, uh, it really it really adds to the original score from the, from the 1950s 80s all right um john we're gonna stay there because it's your number one it's chris's number two so john what is your greatest film score of all time <laughs> <laughs> John John Williams. Um, strangely, another John Williams at the top. At the top. Um, Superman just seemed to be um, an all income, all encompassing uh, comic book um, uh, piece of music. It takes itself seriously enough. Um, but it, it, it just really gives that all-American, boy in blue. Um, it, it, it just it really does sum up Superman in an, in an orchestral suite. It does. And, yeah, I love it. Chris, it's your number two, Superman. John Williams again. Uh, it's for, for me, I think this is the, the, the theme of my childhood. I absolutely adored the Superman films growing up. And uh, even the number score four. is just... <laughs> I thought <laughs> number four three. <laughs> <laughs> I, up, up to three, one to, one to three. Um, <laughs> I, I watched a lot. Um, and it's just, it's stunning. The, every, every suite, every theme is iconic. Um, I've had the Fortress of Solitude uh, as my ringtone for decades. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's just uh, an amazing score. There's only one better uh, music score than that one. Um, yeah. And I'm not going to say any more than that. <laughs> yes. Um, it, it didn't. It didn't make it on mine, but it, it was in my list of ten or so that I I crafted. Um, it's definitely iconic. Uh, Rob Superman. Yeah, I, again, I love the first three Superman films. Love the music. Originally, Superman was in my top five, but because I was being brutal in only picking one John Williams, it 
it narrowly got edged out by ET. But yeah, I absolutely love it. I watched the I watched the original Superman film again recently on the big screen, just uh, only about three or four months ago, and it's just wow. I love it. it's brilliant. And I, I think definitely think it holds up. Oh, it does. Yeah. It's excellent. Tony, it didn't make yours. But... It, was in, it was in my top 25, so it was nice. on my list. Um, yeah, love it. Uh, and again, it was part of my childhood growing up. So it, it would definitely be in the top 15 had I rearranged my, if I had one. Yes, yes. Um, so, Tony, we're going to stay there. It features on three lists. It's kind of the theme to ev that everybody in, I think, the world would recognise. What is your number one? And Chris is number one. And um, I put it at three, to be fair. Well, you're wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Star Wars, the original film, uh, unedited, unabridged. Um, yes, or A New Hope, as it's now called, episode four. Um, yes, uh, as I said, these films, um, all my top five are a, a soundtrack to my childhood. Um but I think when Luke looks at the twin sons of Tantooine and that bit of music that's played there, that is the, the song of my childhood. So again, it's the, the franchise starter. I put originally put the Empire Strikes Back in, and then I put Return of the and then I swapped out for Return of the Jedi because <laughs> I <laughs> it had all the different themes in it. And then I was like, just go back to the original because none of those would have been created had it not been for the original soundtrack so you don't get more john williams than star wars you don't chris uh yeah it's uh it's probably uh, arguably the most iconic film score of all time yeah um yeah. and uh yeah it's it's just fa fantastic the i'd put in empire um but um yeah it's because it added the Imperial March at that point. Yeah. And Leia's theme. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and th I think it's very telling that uh, the the score is the only thing that's never been tampered with in the in the films. Uh, yeah. George Lucas got his grubby little fingers on everything else bar the score uh, when he when he, whilst he continues to tweak. Yes. Um, but the score remains intact. Yeah, I, I had it at number three um, only because I I don't know why. I, I think I, I love I love the Lord of the Rings and I love what Jurassic Park did. But um, yeah, you can't argue that it is probably the most recognisable piece of music related to any film. Um, Rob, Star Wars, you were brutal. again again because <laughs> I had to be brutal with John Williams. Um, Star Wars would have been in my top five definitely. It's just perfect, perfect film, especially the first one, you know, episode four. Um, love the original sort of trilogy, you know, nos childhood nostalgia again. And the music is just outstanding. Yeah, it's brilliant. So, yeah, great choice. And John? Um, uh, yeah, obviously, fanfare is iconic. I love the bit when they jump into the gun turrets, um, escaping the Death Star and sh shooting up TIE fighters. Um, and also the um, the trench run where he turns up, where he turns off his targeting computer and then yep. kicks up a gear. Yep. The only other the only other piece which isn't in this would be the Jewel of Fates, the Phantom Menace. 
And I think actually as a as a adaptation of the main theme, but with with all new um, all new um, ideas, that is, I actually think that I would go with that as a, a better piece of music. It's the best thing well, in episode one. No, uh, well, I wouldn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> Ballad of Heroes in Revenge of the Sith is brilliant, though. Piece of music. I mean, I, I, I think the only one from the uh, from the prequels piece of music that I could recognise is Duel of the Fates, um, I would say. So, um, but yeah, Star Wars um, is iconic. Um, and so we come round now, guys, to the top five movie scores of all time. Um, you guys are going to have to decide on what is number four and what is number five. Um, so there's three of you. So someone's got, so someone, one of you's got to be right. So um, is it Jurassic Park or Dirty Harry as number five and number four? So if you vote Jurassic Park, stick your hand up. So Sorry, which is, the, so which is the better which score? Which is four and which is five? Yeah, which is the better score? So you tell me, Chris, John, and Tony, which is the better score? Jurassic Park or Dirty Harry? John. Jurassic Park. Chris. As Alan Partridge once said, Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter, but Tony, would have you gone Dirty Harry or Jurassic Park? Um, probably Jurassic Park, just. Okay, so carrying our top five movie scores of all time, of all time, according to Five on Film, and number five is Dirty Harry. At number four is Jurassic Park. At number three is Back to the Future. At number two is Superman, and the number one film score of all time is Star Wars. Awesome. That's a great list. That is a great list. Yeah. I think we got an impossible mission, really. It was, yeah, and that didn't feature anywhere. I don't know how the mission was. I do have some honourable mentions, if I may. You give it an honourable mention, though, yeah? Yeah. Very quickly, then. Halloween was in my top five originally. Halloween was in my top five originally. Ghostbusters was in my top five originally. Um, and then I've got Untouchables, Psycho, Batman, Batman Returns, both the Terminators, the original, The Thing, The Dark Knight, Speed, The Rock, Blade Runner, Alien, Star Trek II, Rocky, Superman, Lethal Weapon, Die Hard, Dirty Harry, and Robocop. You put YouTube, you put YouTube skip on, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I had one, I had Beverly Hills Cop in there. Oh, I think that's, that's a good one. A, that's a good one. A shout yeah. out. That was that was up Carol there as very yes, yeah. as a very close call for me. Yeah. Um, seriously, um, so I was talking to you about speed yesterday, uh, Tony. The fact that it it's so integral to keeping keeping the energy up in that film yeah. and keep keep just keeping you going for ninety minutes on, on all the way through. Uh, and the other one that no one's that we haven't mentioned yet, Escape from LA. Okay. John Carpenter's well, Carpenter original, <laughs> but it's got, uh, got Shirley Williams's um, orchestral movements on it, 
and it's actually it's actually a really good it's a really good soundtrack doesn't matter what you think about the film but the soundtrack's really good uh the only one that we haven't mentioned that i had was the good bad the ugly any oh, yes. yes. yeah so yeah it is uh, i'd say that was very close up there as well so yeah, we said yeah. halloween and then the good the bad and the ugly yeah so excellent okay, um, <laughs> uh, well thank you very much for uh joining us back on um this episode of five on film uh new season um starting up again um, I hope everybody enjoyed. We are still out there on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. We haven't set up a thread yet, but I'm sure it's around the corner. <laughs> um, oh, we have a thread. John, we have a thread. Amazing. Um, so, yeah. yeah, but we do have one. Yes. So, so come and chat to us. Tell us what we should be uh, talking about um, on our next three episodes of Five on Film. Um, we are having another guest back on our next podcast and our next podcast is uh, very timely in the world of film at the moment um, we are going to be discussing the movies of artificial intelligence which artificial intelligence movie um, is the best um, none of us are part of the Screen Actors Guild so um, we can chat about it um, <laughs> um, so that is our next episode um, it's nice to be back and chatting um, Chris has dashed off. Um, Tony, thank you for joining the crew and chatting um, with us again. Anything to sign off today? Use the force, Luke. Mm. <laughs> um, John, anything to tell the fans? Not really, but come check us out. Come find us on the social medias. We're all there at, at Five On Film Podcast or at Five On Film. Check, check out the socials. You'll find us there. Indeed. And Rob, thank you for picking what turned out to be an extremely difficult list to narrow, narrow down. But um, it, well was, well uh, it was, well it was, I, I, I think, I think we, uh, we, we did well. Um, I think that's a, an admirable top five and that everybody should check out all of those movies that were mentioned today. Oh, definitely. But namely our top five, if you haven't seen. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very and much. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. All views expressed in this podcast are that of the individual and do not represent the views of any entity whatsoever which they have been or will be affiliated with in the future.